listening to Great Father's Day. It's Chad Prevost here with my partner in crime, Tim Dooner. How you doing, Dooner? What's up, all you Fred Alley cats? Hey, you know what I was watching so I could learn the code of the road over Father's Day? I was watching Sons of Anarchy, the complete series. I Binge had never, watching, huh? never seen the series before. Yeah, I spent my Sunday. It was a quiet Sunday because I don't get the family for, geez, another eight or so days. And I go to wow. Boston. Bring him out here. So, Happy Father's you know. Day to you. Yeah, I have to spend it alone. It was funny. I went to the Walgreens that's down by the street from me, and there's a nice Polish lady that's by there, and I'm 25% Polish. And I said to her, she's like, oh, are you with your family on Father's Day? And I explained to her, no, they're in Boston. And she then she goes, oh, well, one time I had to miss work on Thanksgiving because it's just a day. And my sister called and said my father died. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> drop the mic. Yeah, drop the mic. Hey, Chad, why don't we get to some uh, headlines? Let's do it. Over 300 companies flocked to Washington to sound off on Trump's tariffs. Listen, this representatives from Best Buy, Hallmark, Ralph Lorraine, Hallmark, your favorite store, Forever 21, or among the <laughs> brands who oppose these Chinese levies. They argue that tariffs are not, in fact, paid by China, but instead are passed on to them and the consumer. Uh, and then there's a comment here from Wendy Lazar, the founder of I Heart Guts Plush Toy Company in California. She posted online, Look out, American toy shoppers. Here comes the Grinch that tariffed Christmas. Well, hmm. that's, you know, hey, you know, it's a, you got to put up a fight. You, you got to yeah. you got to say, you know, if, you, if you're not liking it, uh, don't just complain about it. Protest about it. Former trucking executive pleads guilty to two counts of wire fraud Ooh, and USPS mail contracts case. Dirty money. I think they got it on video too, Dooner. Oh. A former executive of a Florida-based trucking company pleaded guilty in federal court on two counts of wire fraud related to mail contracts. It's it sounds it's it sounds small, but it's bigger than this. Yeah. It had you know it um so with these contracts, he did this June 12th. Alex Rivero, 46 of Miami, Florida, mm. served as the vice president of the Florida Carrier and Brokerage service known as Florida Carrier from around March 2011 to September 2013. Couple years. During that small amount of time, Rivero facilitated, well, a mere 22 contracts to haul mail for the Postal Service, Mm. but check this out. Court documents filed in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida alleged that Rivero misappropriated and diverted approximately $2.7 million quote, for his personal use and benefit and to further the scheme to defraud. Now, what do you think that Mr. Alexei Rivero did with this $2.7 Because if you're diverting this, this is probably like tax-free money, right? This is like our 401k. It's pre-tax. You know, he, he, that, that's, yeah. I, I guess, in actually earned dollars, that might be like over $3 million, right? That would be like $3.5 bucks. I mean, I don't know. Was he like, you know, pimping out a big ride? Was he, you know, buying awesome guitars? Uh, Chad, are you a Gemini? Negative. Well, one of Asia's largest shipbuilders will help develop digital twins for ocean vessels. <laughs> Part of an effort to provide better monitoring and performance analytics around ocean shipping. We're hearing a lot of traction around this. You know, it's where one carrier, it's a, there's only three alliances where one starts doing something. They all want to get involved. They, wanna, they all want to stick their uh, 
their marshmallow over the fireplace to make that little s'more over there. Well, wouldn't but you? South Korea's Daewoo Shipbuilding, and I wonder if they eat s'mores in South Korea, but Daewoo Shipbuilding and Marine Engineering, which is the DSME, is part of the cooperating agreement with Finnish software maker Napa. German powertrain developer AVL and Korean Maritime and Ocean University. Hmm. These four are going to collaborate on methods for acquiring and processing engine room data, ship performance, and meteorological data. Oh my God, where is Stone Cold Nick Austin when you need him? The goal is to turn <laughs> insights from engine data into practical efficiencies for the training of seafarers and understanding how ships perform in real world circumstances. Oh, I'm a Leo Virgo cusp. Oh. <laughs> Supply chain focus paying off for shipper of choice. Oh, yeah. Home Depot. Give it to me. A commitment in late 2017 to invest over $1 billion into its supply chain network is allowing the Home Depot to expand into same and next day delivery while bolstering its standing as a favored company among carriers and drivers. No doubt that's part of the reason why they won our Shipper of Choice Award. That distinction for the Atlanta-based home improvement realtor comes retailer, not realtor, comes in the form of a fifth place ranking. That's right. Among our 25 winners of the Freight Wave Shipper of Choice Award. Respectable. Conducted in partnership with the freight brokerage startup Convoy. You know, it seemed for a while like a lot of shippers may not be taking Shipper of Choice seriously because yeah. of the, the rate of kind. They're like, you know what? Yeah, no, like we Kellogg's do was like we... indifferent to it and they yeah. won. They're like, we do whatever we want to these carriers. We make the rules around here. But you know what? Home Depot. So I was watching over the weekend, not just Sons of Anarchy, but have you seen the movie The Equalizer? No, I don't think so. Well, the climax of it, it takes place in Boston, and the climax is in a in a Home Depot-like store. Like, they just ripped off the look of the Home Depot. Uh-huh. And uh, that's a good location of an action movie, because you can have, like, nail guns, and you could drop, like, pallets of wood <laughs> on true. people's heads. Underutilized opportunities. There. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, you know what I think it's time for, Dooner? Mm. It's time for us to play Five Good Minutes with Peter Rinchler. Ooh, very handsome man. And he was also on what? Freight Waves Now. So go over to YouTube, right? Yes. And what do I always say to do when you get there? Smash that bell so you get a notification when we put a new video up. And these days, man, we put up quite a few videos, don't we? We do. We're an equal opportunity offender. Five, count of five, five good minutes. All right, Peter Rentschler joins us right now for five good minutes. Peter, Peter. welcome, man. Yeah. How you doing? I'm, th- I'm psyched. I'm thrilled to be on the show. Longtime listener. Uh, love being down in Chattanooga. I'm doing a triathlon in a week oh. and was able, to rent a, was able to rent a bike and have been ch- ripping up the hills. The weather's been great this week. And D- did, you know, did you know that we have an Ironman competition that was here? It was about three weeks ago, and I brought my cowbell out there because uh, Pickett, Daniel Pickett, one of our data scientists, like our head data guy, he told us that he runs these triathlons too. So he That's might really. be a good competition Actually, for you. Actually, I think he just swims them. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's like they passed the baton in that yeah. one. I think I got to get my endurance up a little bit. I'm on the shorter, <laughs> the shorter length ones right now. Yeah, that's a goal. Well, you're the CEO of Carrier Direct. You come. Uh, you just mentioned before we started recording that you're from Detroit, but you're in Chicago now. That's where Carrier Direct is based. What does Carrier Direct do? Because you kind of came on my radar when I read an article you did with one of our journalists, JP, kind of about the market in mid-May. You know, Sonar was showing that. The conditions were changing. Uh, volumes were going down. DAT hadn't showed it yet. So we were kind of the first on the curve reporting that. What did you guys find out? So Care Direct is uh, we're on a mission to transform transportation. So we're, we're a services consulting firm. We do that in two ways. One, kind of business management consulting. And the other part, we do tech services. We build custom software. We do TMS and software selections. And uh, we help people with kind of integrated business strategy and technology strategy. 
Well, so what brings you to the freight alley from uh, Chicago, <laughs> one logistics hub to another? Yeah, well, so, you know, it's funny you say one logistics hub to another. I mean, it's hard to walk down the street in Chattanooga and not run into someone that you know. I mean, it's basically like going to a conference. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, you know, aside from Chicago, we were, we were down here. We've got a couple of clients down here meeting with them, meeting with the fine folks at Freight Waves. And yeah, life is good. I mean, that's kind of been the focus and the sort of production of this show and the other one I'm doing, Insiders, which is that storytelling one, which is... I've got to so many conferences and I found a lot of the speeches so boring, but I found the conversations amongst people to be really interesting and engaging. So I'm like, that's what we should do. You know, you don't need to throw a bunch of numbers out, especially when people are in motion. We're training for a triathlon, which is really interesting. So how how do you so you're CEO of Carry Direct and you also do how does that come together being in the triathlon? How do you have time for that? Yeah. Well, so wow, so that you know, you, you gotta make time. This whole week I've been up at six AM riding, catching the early wow. golden hour, which by the way, Chattanooga is beautiful at about six yeah. thirty in the morning. I've been posting some pictures on LinkedIn. I'll have to you check luck, it out. He yeah. lucked out with the weather too. It's it's been yeah. uh, it's been beautiful. But you know, my background, I, I came out of college, went into strategy consulting. And uh, was at Accenture, and and really the focus there was on this combination of business strategy and technology strategy. And their whole pitch was there's not one without the other. And I had a lot of friends working at freight brokerages. I went to Indiana University, big, you know, Echo, CH, Coyote, a lot of them making a ton of money. Uh, Heard about CareDirect at a time that I kind of got tired of doing strategy consulting and not seeing it really go through. I think all the values in execution so really what we do at, at CareDirect is we believe that there's no business strategy without a technology strategy and there's no tech strategy without business. You can't separate them. And th- I mean, that's what we saw in Sonar. I mean, that is data and that's tech that, is, that signaled to us what was going on in the market. And that is something that is really powerful and can be valuable to especially guys like you to notify these brokers and these shippers like, hey, we're seeing these downtrends in the market, if, especially if they're negotiating rates or something, you know, you may want to hold off. You may want to look towards the spot market. You may want to renegotiate contracts. You may want to solidify or decompress relationships. I mean, there's a lot of mobility that you can make happen. And, you know, I think just just the visibility that some of these products are driving in the space is really changing the way that, that, that people make decisions. I mean, I was actually talking to uh, Kevin Hill, one of your writers last night about yeah. the upcoming IMO 2020, which is not really on anyone's radar. And I think you guys actually have a story coming out based on a survey that you were doing where um, basically people aren't paying attention to diesel prices are going to be going up in the next yeah. quarter and people are signing contracts and, and making fuel commitments and not really planning for it. It's on our radar. John Kingston talks about it just about every day. Uh, <laughs> so it's, but yeah, it's, it's part of being a data, a data company, a media company, getting the data word out there. I think that's part of how we're in the transformation game as along with you guys, so uh, it's great to have you on, Peter. Uh, thanks for the listening uh, and the you know spreading, sharing the love. So when's the triathlon? Yeah, so uh, the triathlon's actually in, on Sunday in uh, De- Belle Isle, Detroit, Michigan. Oh wow! Oh wow! Crazy that you're getting Man. all this training in. I'm glad you could. You got to get back to uh, eating raw eggs and listening to uh, the Rocky <laughs> theme and running up, you know, fly higher and running up hills. But how do people get in touch with you? If they want to learn more about Carry Direct and they want to navigate these uh, these changing conditions, go to our website, carrydirect.com. They can find us on Twitter at carrydirect and uh, on LinkedIn, carrydirect as well. We're everywhere. He's got the eye of the tiger, Peter Rentschler. Yeah, and, and now is an op- a great opportunity to pick up Bessie. And I don't know, Chad might give you a little uh, back tune with his, uh, with his harmonica over Here, there. Here, I'll help. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That is metal. That's waking me up early today. 
Nice. Maybe I could uh, bar- maybe I could borrow Bessie and take yeah. it to the triathlon. I like, I like triathlon. it. I like it a lot. I was hoping people in the crowd have it there. Yep. Yeah. Pickett was saying sounds like that, like really good people going because it does. You, yeah. If, like I, I I think back to races I've done in the past, I can hear them. So appreciate yeah. you being out at the try here. Yeah. And we'll definitely have you back on the show. Yeah, we love being here. Thanks. Keep the content coming. Thanks, man. Awesome. Fantastic stuff. Chad, it's time we get off the blockchain. The blockchain? The blockchain. Blockchain? Let's make it digital. Let's make it digital. Let's make it digital. Time to get digital. Arlen, as soon as you get over your laughing fit from that bumper. Um, <laughs> so Arlen Stark is here. He is... Chief of staff. Chief. Okay, but you brought... So you brought in Patrick Duffy, who was in here last week. Aren't though, you right? proud of him as president? Yeah. Yes, very proud of him. Man. Yes. He has some of the best hair in the company, I would say, too. He does have some solid, he does. solid hair got going on. He's a great coiffer. He's, he's, he's very knowledgeable. Yeah. He's gentle. He's got a kind of an altruistic spirit about it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, he's great. And speaking of great qualities, what qualities would you say a member of the Blockchain and Transportation Alliance should have? Because we talked to him about it, and he said how to get in touch, you know, beta.studio. Yeah. But uh, we didn't really go into who the members are and why someone would want to join. Well, I'll come back to qualities, but why someone <laughs> would want to join. Um, I mean, it's, it's a myriad of reasons. We've got companies leading the charge as it pertains to adopting blockchain technology in our space and freight and transportation. That's anything from an early stage startup to big international and, and national conglomerates like a, a FedEx or a UPS all the way down to, you know, early stage startup like a like a Dex Freight. Even even amongst them as a tech company, they're there for a, a wealth of reasons. Yeah, not to speak on their behalf, but I'll kind of give my opinion on why I think they're there. It's everything from protecting their commercial interests, being participating in standards, open source, royalty free, data format and interoperability standards. I think that'll be huge. You know, we've got one standard published. We've got a, cu- a couple more that'll be released here in short order. That's like kind of from the tech front to getting access to commercial outcomes, networking with other like-minded companies to your, you know, we've got a lot of, lot of laggards in the industry. The industry's going through a lot of digital transformation and yeah. disruption. A lot at once, but, too. But what I'll give those companies credit for is even though there may be laggards in adopting technology, they're actually really good at networking, staying plugged in educating themselves on how these things can impact their organization. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd say a lot of companies are kind of in those two camps. There's probably a few other reasons as to why someone would join. What it takes to join, it's, it's fairly simple. It's a, it's a financial commitment based on the type of organization you are. Yeah. Uh, dues, annual dues range anywhere from you know, $2,500 to $10,000. Yeah. Um, it, it's a simple process. You can go to beat it out studio to, get in the queue and get involved. Now, some say, to, you know, some, you pronounce it tomato, I pronounce it tomato. <laughs> bitta, some bitta. say bitta, yeah. I say bitta. Um, well, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, companies, especially perhaps smaller ones, are, are kind of overwhelmed by the technology, I would say. You know, whether it's the complexity of it or the enormity of the supply chain that it would connect to, what, what, what sort of encouraging words, perhaps, would you have to say about well, join in to the 400-plus people who are a part of BIDA uh, organizations. Uh, what, what would you say to them? What, what would you say, like, to, to bring it down to earth a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things we've started to do a much better job 
at our annual member symposiums and now at the meetups that we're doing around the around the world actually um is sort of focusing in on those actual practical use cases of here's what a company's doing and how it's doing it but you got to be there to get that information uh you know we've got a webinar platform trying to get companies to sort of highlight and showcase and talk about not just generics and nomenclature and words but to actually put those use cases out there and and show what they're doing and how they're doing it and i i I think the nice thing that's starting to happen or that i've seen at least is a a trend in the last oh when was the symposium we were in atlanta in may probably in the last like 120 days i've seen companies be more willing to sort of open the kimono a little bit and share and talk about what they're doing Who's, who would you say is further along? Would you say ocean shippers? Would you say inland carriers, uh, shippers themselves? I, we hear a lot about, like, the food blockchain. Yeah. It's doing some amazing stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, if you read the news, you can see, you know, Walmart and Leafy Greens. Yeah. Um, even, like, what Dex Freight has done uh, with the shipment on blockchain. You know, you got Trade Lens, which is kind of that right. Maersk, IBM partnership. Um, you know, they're... Certainly, I think trying to lead the lead the charge. There's a lot of reasons as to why that makes sense. Um, I think there's a little bit more complexity to surface transportation than maritime freight. Yeah. Um, so obviously, the fewer complexities, just generally speaking, the easier it is for something like that to gain some kind of adoption. Versus, you know, I think in in the U.S., I think it's going to focus more on like. Like I'm talking to a company called Ondiflow where they're trying to do blockchain for oil field service delivery of, of freight and frac sand and water. You know, to do that, you know, the biggest hurdle right there is you've got to convert an analog world to a digital world. It depends on the state of affairs within that given market segment. Okay. Um, well, you know, Arlen, as you were, you were mentioning trade lens and, you know, and, and some of the partnerships that we're hearing on the food side of things. You know, and I'm like, is that a private blockchain is it a public is it a private on its way to a public i i get confused when you know like people like you'll hear speakers talk and they'll be like you know well right now we have all these you know clustered private you know don't blockchains if they would only get on the bigger the bigger public you know blockchain then things would would ascend faster and Um, so what, what what's what's the pathway can you kind of briefly without getting too into the weeds what's how does that work i mean i i'm not a, not a tech expert on blockchain so i'm not going to go into yeah. the nitty-gritty of how it works but just conceptually you know when i think about public versus what i'd say permissioned or consortium blockchain mm-hmm. i in our industry i see the more the more practical application being the the consortium permissioned access um just because of if you think about the privacy around what's being done and uh, you know the goods and services being hauled, the driver information. I just see a general lack of willingness for corporations to go fully public yeah. on something like that. I'm sure there will be niche applications of public blockchain, but I think it's going to be more consortium-based. Um, that's it, just my opinion. Well, I was going to say, I mean, perfect segue. When is your next event? Because as, as you're mentioning, this takes a lot of thought you know, a lot of a lot of thought leaders to come together and really come to some consensus on standards and working together and seeing to, to leverage the technology so it makes sense for the industry. So when's the next beta or bitta event? Yeah, so the next big event is going to be in Chicago right after 
Great Waves Live Chicago. Uh, it's Thursday, uh, November 14th nice. at the McCormick Place Convention Center. Okay. You uh, heard it here. But then we've actually got a few smaller, localized, local-focused meetups. I'm trying to bring it up here from my phone. Sure. One's in Detroit and one's in Chicago. So the Detroit meetup uh, is going to be July 17th. Oh, that's oh. coming right up. Yes. And then... Where would they get tickets for something like that? Just go to bitta.studio. Everything's at bitta.studio. Events. Hit the drop down and... Nice. Self-explanatory Boom. from there. Done. Kill it. Do it. If you can do blockchain, you can you can order a ticket off bitta.studio. Yes. We should actually probably work on doing <laughs> <Yeah>. our <laughs> tickets on a blockchain, but for another day. Well, sir, we love the shirt. Thank you. We Anyone who yes. wants our show, we Sharing will on the, the show. Love. Um, before you leave, just give us a little bang on the cowbell. I know you did this a uh, few weeks ago right after Transparency on our wrap, but Chad wasn't even here to hear that. All right. Well, I'm kind of a, uh, I like yeah. that, that Hall and Oats. Okay. They're not Hall and Oats. Uh, Blue, Oyster Blue, Oyster Blue Oyster Cold. Blue Oyster Cold. Blue Oyster Cold. Nice, 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 nice. Wow. Thank you so much, Much like Arlen. his voice, he rings a loud cowbell. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Great to have you on, Arlen Stark, ladies and gentlemen. Arlen, thank you for joining us. Stark of Game of Thrones fame. Oh. How far along are you in that series now? Season six, episode seven. Wow, you were really just plowing along. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about your binge watching. And you're all set. It's uh, if you just tell um Kevin oh, Hill and uh, who, Stark. Who Stark means I don't get to play Stark means strong in German. Do you want to yes. play the winner? Are you throwing down the gauntlet right now? I'll you want to play the, the winner of Market Expert Trivia? Well, actually, do you believe in your name personifying well, the meaning who? of my or name? Yes. It. Oh yeah, embracing it like Dooner. Yes, yes I'm, I'm I'm all in on so my, my name when translated means strong. All right. Strong oath. That's yes. different than strong. Mine is brown eyebrow. Oath keeper. <laughs> okay. How long well, are these guys going to be? Should I just hang around? They'll be a, no, not this. You'll have to go no. next week. Oh, next <laughs> week. There's a tournament yeah. going on. There's We've got a, a couple of guys that want to come on here for their moment of fame. Yep. Well, next week, you'll take on the winner. Actually, he's already thrown down the gauntlet. Now we have another game. What is this one called? Oh. Here come our market experts to play market expert trivia. We oh, have a couple oh, of oh, champs oh, here ooh, in yeah. Kevin King of the Hill yeah. and Kyle TMI Cunningham. By the way, both gentlemen out, out, <laughs> out on Monday. Freight Waves Insiders, this gentleman is featured on there talking about the anthropology of freight. And if you listen to the first through Insiders, you know we're going to tell a story and a great one. That's right. There. Both then, of these guys. Well, then Monday, the following yeah. Monday, from big rig to big data, the incredible journey of <laughs> Kyle Cunningham, the incredible and unlikely journey. Yes, I like that headline. The sales ass kicker. I like the headline and what a journey. What a been. journey it has been. So Long, strange trip. We'll lead you off with the first question here. And you guys, you should know this. And if you get this wrong, I don't know what to tell you. But who whoever you, who wants to go first. pointing at? Yeah, so I was pointing at Kyle. So okay. where in Sonar could you go to compare recent volumes, traffic performance for several airlines, including American, Hawaiian, FedEx, and UPS? Oh, Kyle Cunningham has buzzed in already. <laughs> So first off, I got to say we got wait times for airlines or not airlines, but airports. Oh wow! Right now, so nice. that, just came out. that um, is super helpful. But then, anytime you want to search anything regarding a specific company, yes, so, sir. Are you giving so, me pillow talk right now? Could you speak up a little bit more? I'll talk a little yeah. louder. <laughs> like <laughs> a serenade. Yeah, just whispering in my ear. <laughs> You're going to be looking for um, 
right off the top of my head, don't know the exact ticker. But Uh-oh. I know, and that's a problem. You're going to lose a oh, point. That's Trek, a problem. Do what yeah. you can. I but think it, but it's taking oh. too long. Oh! oh! So I was going to pick the airports, but uh, I guess those are airport codes and not. So I, is it is it wait? I, I, I don't know. We're just going to keep them both at zero at this point. We'll keep Even them I knew that. All right, you can give them the next question here. Oh, okay. Well, should we tell them the answer? No. Oh, oh okay. yeah, it's air cargo volume revenue ton miles. Yeah. Ah, yeah, everyone knew that. Right? Everyone knew no, that. So actually, only a few market experts would have known that. And yeah. Apparently, not you, these. Do two. you think it was a psychological I move by him to, to blow that question? On the ground, man. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I was thinking it was. Uh, well, we're bringing you back to the time. ground. Okay. Right. Okay. Anyway. Uh, number two. Why are most YRC, which of course is Yellow Roadway Core, trucks orange? It was Kyle. He already buzzed in. He he beat you again to the punch. I'm going to say for insurance reasons. So deer hunters don't shoot the trucks. No, but, but so you can, see, so you can right. see the trucks from a, a distance. Okay. Right. I'll, close to, to reduce accidents. To yeah. reduce accidents. But that's for well, insurance I mean, purposes. Oh, now you're saying we each get they each get a point? I see, It's a, a way, stalemate. All right. If you would ask the judge. All right. It's be, it's be, all right. Best of three right now. So we're down to our last three questions here. What is the median per mile wage, Mr. Big Rig to Big Data? What is the medium? What is the median per mile wage for rookie truck drivers? Oh, Kyle, again, he's the quickest. He's the quickest on the drawer, but also the quickest to be wrong so far. <laughs> you know, I like to fail fast. Okay, I'm going to say 28 cents a mile. Wow! You got it. I mean, right on there, between wow. 27 and 29, you couldn't even split it any better. Uh, no. So he, you don't even get a chance I, to answer. Kevin he, died yeah, on he, that hill. Yeah, you died on the right. not for by not even walking up it. This company. Or as a great Kate Bush once said, we're all running up that hill. Number four. Yes. This company is considered one of the best to driver OTR. No, the best to be a driver for. One of the best to be. Oh, yes. This, the road. Number four. This company is considered one of the best to be a driver for OTR. Yeah. With a seventy-one thousand five hundred per year salary, salary plus bonuses. Who is it? You got it, Kevin Hill. Bing, bing, oh, bing, bing. Kevin Hill. What about Walmart? Oh, he got it. He put it in the form he of a question too, just like on Jeopardy. What about Walmart? What about Walmart? What about Walmart? I don't know. You tell me. All right, we're tied now. So this this is to see who will win and who will face Arlen Stark next week in the Audio Dojo. Here it comes. And we're warning you, he's very competitive. Which type of truck drivers are the highest paid in the field overall? It is once again, Kyle Cunningham. I'm going to call Hazmat. Mm. But now he's second. We'll see. We'll see, though. Well, tankers, which are Hazmat as well, but fuel, you know, tankers. Right? Tanker carriers? No, you're going to get a half point for that. You got the second. There's ice road truckers. There's ice road truckers. Ice road is over. Nice job. You broke the tie, Kyle. Killer Cunningham. You're going to have to face Arlen Stark next week. Any words before you jump in here with him? Do you have? Do you want to cut a promo on Arlen Stark on what you're going to do to him when he gets in here and how you're going to mangle him in the audio octagon? I would like to be friends with Arlen. Okay. <laughs> All right. And and just work together 
and in terms of building this company. And well, you got to know he's a rabid bulldog. He wanted to go right now. He was going to be oh, waiting right. inside this yeah. door for you. Do you know his last name? Stark. It, you know what it means? It's not to be messed. Deadly with. warrior or something. He said <laughs> with that attitude, means... he will tear you apart with yeah, that attitude. Yeah. You, you have to get. You have to get. What is, your, what is what is what yeah. is what does Cunningham mean? The last what is? I'll get some like uh, that black paint you put under your eyelids when yeah. you're going into the to battle. You know. Yeah. You know, do you know the meaning War of paint. your last name? The, no, it doesn't really have a meaning. It means the okay. one who outwits other people. Yeah. <laughs> and he played well, possum put, a little bit. I think he played possum here yeah. a little bit. He was like a road alligator, just just laying low, acting like he didn't know the answers, coming in fast, getting Kevin Hill's confidence up, and then Kevin Hill. You know, which is space when it came up. But I'll tell you what, I've you know where Kevin Hill trivia for you. You know where Kevin Hill does in space? On on Freightwaves Insiders Out Now on Podcast Players Everywhere and at Freightwaves.com slash podcast. What is your trivia question, sir? What do you call what when when a trucker refers to a gator? Yeah. Speaking of gators, that what are you talking about? Is, I'm, I'm ringing in. Oh, okay. That is leftover tire tread. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Highway. <laughs> Stuff. Look, don't we write the questions. We know the answers to everything. Now get the <laughs> hell out of our booth. Come on. Have, I mean, have, you know what that means? It is time for one of our favorite segments of the week. Big deal. Little deal. Big deal. Little deal. Welcome, Emily Zink, to the chamber. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Oh, it's time for our favorite game of the week, a little cowbell for Emily. Emily, have you even hit the cowbell before? Oh, yes, I have. Okay. I did right. it like, and don't you remember? Like I was I don't. at a tea party. Every, oh, yeah, you did. You're <laughs> like, For making a toast, yeah. Yes. Well, All right. All right, well, well dinner's served, and uh, you will drink the, uh, the, 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 the potion of, of loserdom. Oh. <laughs> remember we... Now, oh, wait a second. Please yes, remind yes. him. Yes. Thank you, okay, Emily. Sorry. Last time I had to remind you. Now All right. it's you. Well, I believe it is your... F- you go first this time. Okay. Oh, All first right. I'm a gentleman. The spirit of... Fair play. Of course. Okay, we all know the rules. Big deal or little deal. Yeah. So Volvo says it's ready to put its first electric truck to the test. It is known as Vera. Mm. So big deal or little deal that Volvo Volvo Vera short haul autonomous trucks could be coming. It is a Vera big deal. Uh-huh. They Vera are Vera. bringing it in. You know, it's not one small step for the autonomous. It is one large step. Volvo, huge OEM manufacturer. They are very influential in the space, much more than some mere little startup without any incumbency. All right. They are going to take it to the hoop. You've said enough. Someone's got to put your pasta primavera through a colander. Because the thing is, this isn't that big of a deal. A lot of truckers are acting like, oh, autonomous trucks are taking over the world. And you know what? They're wrong. Mm. See, what this is going to do, truckers make money by moving. And when and these are working at ports right now. They're bringing them out to deconsolidation centers and logistics centers. So you start putting these at ports, and you start putting these at shippers' docks. You do drop-in hooks. This is going to make truckers more money. It's a great step forward for trucker kind. But it's only a little deal in the sense that it's not going to take their jobs. Well, it's very positive of you to put that spin on it yeah. for truckers. It's very, I like that. You yeah. act like you don't believe them. You think it's going to take Autonomous time? is coming to take all of our jobs. Well, it's going to take a while. Yes, we shall <laughs> we, A see. record number of fleets. You see all these trucks here, a record number of fleets were bought last year. What are they going to do to replace those? Truckers are going to wait like 20 years to replace these with aut- Autonomous. So, yeah, maybe That's start. That's the spirit. Yeah, exactly. We'll be watching. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> Duner, big deal or little deal? Proposed changes Ooh. to the Panama Canal transit tolls. Gosh. This would provide further incentives for container ships 
and hike prices for other vessel types. Well, this is a big deal because now swimming through the Panama Canal is probably a lot more expensive. That's something I've always (laughs) dreamed of doing is swimming the Panama Canal or taking a speedboat through there or even a kayak. And I think the toll will be up for all those. But in terms of shipping, uh, you know, with all these tariffs that we're hearing, yeah, I mean, it's also a big deal in terms of that because now those those fees that they'll have to pay will be cheaper. So, yeah, big deal. Little deal. <laughs> this is just more of the... Oh, <laughs> I like it. That is unfair. You have an unfair advantage there. Yeah. Uh, but it, I can't help it if it's a little deal. There's been a drought there for six months. They're already having to play with uh, rates as people go through it one way or another. So, very small deal. Mm. Okay, then. All right. Okay, you start. But no one's winning. It's all, right. all a tie. Yeah, just opinions. Big, yes. Big deal or little deal? Yes. Pilot Flying J files a civil lawsuit against the now defunct Falcon Transport. I love that word. Over defunct. more than $800,000 in unpaid fuel bills. Falcon back in the news. Little deal. Mm. They're not going to be able to get their money from this defunct uh, logistics company. It's a big deal. They took their funk away. They are completely defunct now. You know, <laughs> if I, they weren't funked already, uh, now first, they're really funked. My first assignment on my first day here, uh, my fourth day oh, here, yes, is actually I to like fly that. out to That's Ohio right. and cover this story blind. And you know what? It, it's a huge deal. I got to meet yeah. a lot of the people involved. A lot of them have found jobs and everything now. Um, but, you know, there's still ripple effects and there's still repercussions. And now Pilot, you know, Flying Jets, a company, but someone who works there, the owners or whomever, has lost $800,000 and they're out on that and they're not the only ones who have lost money by companies going into business. And it just shows one of the risks that happen in extending credit to yeah. some carriers these days. You know, you got to be a little bit more serious about it. Yeah, and, it and that's, just- that's I gave you, I, I teed you up for the big deal there <laughs> yeah. because that was your story. And you oh. took their funk away. That was nice for you to do. Yeah. Thank okay. You. Well, this story is a PR nightmare, but <laughs> is it a big or a little deal? Yeah. Target's computers crash system-wide on Saturday before Father's Day. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal. Tango down. Everybody's trying to be the next big or the, the quickest to your door. They're trying to ship. Amazon has spent a lot of time refining this. And I think companies like Walmart and Target, as established as they are, Amazon was built around doing this. That's their entire company. They spent years trying to build it this way. And, oh, my God, on everyone, especially for fathers, everyone forgets it's Father's Day. You know, they go last minute to the store to pick up something, even worse than Christmas Eve, even worse than Mother's Day. I bet it's the number one shopping day to get dad a gift. You know, more ties and uh, stupid Guns N' Roses you know, T-shirts are the, sold the there longer, The longer you tug does not make you more right. Well. Uh, but, no, I, it is a... You did it to yourself. It is a little deal. I mean, I'm sure it was a big deal for a few Target yeah. c- customers. And, oh. But, uh, you know, um, they're they're still going to get their goods. And, you know, it's just a little tiny little pebble yeah. splashing in There'll the be other Father's Day's. logistics <laughs> pool. What did you get for Father's Day? I got a shirt. And a broken uh, a broken Guns minivan window, shirt? right? Oh. <laughs> Guns and Roses Well, that's shirt. what he yeah. said. Target sells a lot of those. So maybe <laughs> and a you broken, got one. And a broken car windshield. Oh, no. Oh, windshield, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> too soon for that one. Okay. Big deal or little right. deal? Used Class 8 volumes fell 14% uh. month over month in May, the second consecutive sequential drop. Yeah, I mean, uh, wait, it's, uh, uh, it's my, my turn. turn. No, it's not. Oh, yes, it's, it, is. it is. Oh, it is. Oh, it is. Well, okay, you're I'm sorry. sorry. All right, is it? Uh, it is a big deal. Okay. We have never seen that. that kind of fall month over month. Yeah, and it does have a ripple effect. If I'm going to stay on that theme, with 
what is happening with capacity? You know, like there's another reaction. Will it ever end the back and forth, the pendulum swinging, the Mm. reaction? Well, nobody likes a used vehicle salesman. It's a little deal. Maybe they just wanted a month off and maybe they wanted two months in a row off of just going to the used truck dealer. Okay. Well, now it's your turn. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Workers at Volkswagen AG right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, voted against a union very close, though. Yeah. 833 to 776. Yeah, that's that's a difference of 57. Check out these math skills right here. <laughs> but you know why it's a little deal? Because it was that close that I think it's going to go back to the table. And and I, the, I guess the only the only big deal, I don't mean to steal your answer, is there's got to be some acrimony within those hallways now. I mean, you know, if you're team union versus team non-union... I don't know if those people are going to be sitting at the same lunch table or driving in the same VW Golf. Well, now you're trying to have your cake and eat it, too. Mm-hmm. Having a little deal and a big yeah. deal all in one answer. No, it's still a little deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because you know all of the unionized places and corporations in the North and in other places feel threatened by what, what they're trying to do to organize. They, uh, they now may be under threat that a corporation could just say, you know what? We're going to close here and we're going to like go down to the more sparsely populated South where people don't unionize and mm. we'll take our toy and, you know, play with it there. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I got you there. Okay. The big... Well, <laughs> final question. Am- I just started spacing out. <laughs> Amazon shuts down Instagram rival Spark what? just two years after its launch. You act like, you know, I've never How heard of Spark. dare they? <laughs> I think you have to kick this You're one off. Oh, yeah, come on, man. You're still trying to figure out who they are. <laughs> Gotta Google what? it real fast. Yeah. Okay. Little deal. <laughs> little tiny eensy beansy deal. First of all, none of us had ever heard of Spark. Yeah. And second of all, like Instagram is affiliated with Facebook. This is yeah. how these big corporations play. Sometimes they buy somebody just so they can shut them down. Oh. Well, nobody bought them and shut them down. They just, they just. Nobody used it. I think nobody knew about they, it. Oh. You know, it's a big deal. Because, no, they did. They shut down yeah, so Instagram I, okay. rival you've Spark. Had your, you've had your turn. Well, I was you've right, and you turn. said that I wasn't. You no, know, because you're wrong. It's a big... <laughs> it's a big <laughs> no, Amazon shut down their own. They shut... They, they had Spark. They it, it was down. their own yeah. division. It was like Google Wave or many of the Google products. That oh, I see. That. They didn't you know, acquire it and but it's shut a, it down. You know, it's okay. a big deal because, you know, that someone that's someone's job who ran Spark over at Amazon, you know, and it's probably really... It's probably a sad day going into work hearing that they shut down your life. Livelihood, yeah. You know that was somebody's dream. It was, and, and now it's crushed. And I'm saying it's a little deal. I yeah. should be ashamed. What did you? So in Spark, I think it, I was trying to read in the what article. Is it? Well, I think you would post pictures of things like it was like a like an interactive like wish list. Like you could put things that you wanted, then it would link to it's like Pinterest, Amazon to buy it. I guess yeah, you could click on it, and then you could buy it. Well, and, good for Amazon yeah, for knowing how to fail fast. That's yeah. true. Right. You know when to bow out. Only took two years for nobody to know about Spark and for it to go away. <laughs> for that oh. Spark to go out. Yeah, sometimes yeah. sparks don't start a flame or a fire, like a Kindle fire. But it was fiery in here again. Yeah. Thank you, Emily. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. It is Fun. our honor to have you. Well, and- Emily, before you go, yeah. before yeah. you go, you can't just kick her out just a second. So, Emily, what did you do? You have a father, right? <laughs> I do. And he used to work in this, this industry, yeah, he's correct? In the steel industry. Yeah. Yes. So, first of all, say hi to dad and happy Father's Day. Hi, dad. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, what- I called him yesterday. Okay, what did you get him? A phone call? Okay, this is going to be. You try to shop at Target. So I the... owe him quite a bit of money because oh. I have that money, but I like to yeah, keep yeah. it in my bank account. And oh. so I'm supposed to send him some money every okay. month. Oh, so right. what I'm going to do is set him up a PayPal account 
Uh-huh. Just give him the money. Okay. This has gone yeah. a little personal. <laughs> how, much, how much money are we talking about here? Uh, the, well, let's, let's just say I haven't paid my cell phone bill since 2011. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Well. You know, it happened. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, so that sounds like a millennial a month times. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. It's okay, yeah. though. Well. We'll pay off my dad. It was right. a happy Father's Day, it was. presumably. <laughs> yeah, you're getting paid, uh, Dad. Woo! Oh, hey, right. You're, you're going to get to see your kids, though, soon, yes, which will be I am. great. I am, yeah. I got Sons of Anarchy box set for Father's Day in a display case. Good pick. But Good they, pick. Gave him, yeah. they, they gave him a great Father's Day gift for letting him just be able to watch Sons of Anarchy all day. <laughs> yeah. And no, and, you know, the, no, and for, for believing in me to come out here yes. ahead of them and to come and join me in this opportunity. It's the greatest gift I could have gotten as a father. Oh, on that wow. note, you can't top that. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Spike the football turns the mic upside down. Yeah, mic that drop. By the way, you like the new stands? I love it. I was I just telling Jonathan how clean it looks. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? All right, now it's so time to go. So clean. Now it's free. Wait, you ask don't us leave money. without banging some yeah, cowbell. Oh. Bang the Bessie. cowbell for paying back your dad. <laughs> oh, yes. He's going to love this. That's the sound of a cash register, daddy. Spread the love. All right. Oh, you know, now we're going to spread the love to our dear readers of the new and improved FreightWaves.com for a little... Comment section rodeo. For the story, this is so this is in Tovar's comment from the story, USPS changes parcel pricing strategy, Mm. the shipper impact unclear. Oh. In Tovar writes, who could have seen this coming? Oh, yeah, everyone did. USPS is subsidizing their bad contract with Amazon by bleeding its small business shippers Mm. dry. Good job, guys. First, you get traded by, you get raided by Congress, (laughs) then you let Bezos bend you over at 30 cents a parcel, and now you try to reverse the billions of loss by attacking the little guy. Oh, wow. Well, you know, here's Beth. She chimed in on the story as well, and she said, this is why, by the way, brokers getting a break this week. I don't think in any of the comment section for Rodeo, the brokers are the ones getting hit, but so Beth, and you know, they've been hit pretty hard. They have been. You're off the hook this week, so if you're a broker, you don't have to turn the show off. You can actually crank it up. You're off the hook. This week, it's a couple other people getting bent, but so Beth says, this is why USPS is going broke. It will be just as cheap to ship with other companies. Hmm. And Sandra offers, I can only say, I am a simple crafter senior citizen who lives on social security. I can no longer send even a five by seven manila envelope anywhere international because USPS charges me two rates, either $14 or 23. These are less than a quarter inch thick. Hmm. This is what I call high highway robbery at its finest. I worked for the post office a long time ago when they did things differently and weren't so greedy. Yeah. It's a sad state of affairs, and they refuse to make the proper changes. They'd rather keep making stupid oh. decisions like they did when they spent $7.9 million to purchase inner-city transport services from trucking firms, which you can find in the Presidential Task Force Report on Postal Reform. $7.9 million for a government agency does not seem like a big expenditure to me. <laughs> Is that a lot of money? For, I mean, government, when we hear like I mean, billions and trillions. As a footnote, I suppose, yeah, it's 
not that significant, but still, it's she's you know she has some. No, I know, I know exactly, and she's probably know. like on Etsy and she's doing these crafts and she you know she's yeah. trying to run this small business and keep herself occupied. I, I that was I an earnest. That was an earnest. Yeah, comment, no, I'm with her. You know? yeah, yeah, I'm with her. I didn't mean to. I'm just saying, no. seven point nine million, a lot of yeah, money for an agency. The, I think they spend a lot more on stuff. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> You know, beyond what was in that presidential task force report on post reform. All right. This story got a lot of traction, Chad. This story, you guys talked about it on Road Dog Trucking, Freightways Radio, only on Sirius XM with you and the uh and John Kingston. Right. <laughs> yeah, talked about that this is this drug hair testing could take years. And Brian Miller, he had to said, Brian Miller says, <laughs> We just bring your milk, but the people in charge of making sure it won't kill you don't have to test. When Congress is forced to take a test, then we will have a different discussion. Maybe Elon Musk can bring your toilet paper when he's done smoking his joint. Whoa, oh, shots ah. fired. Actually, it was toilet paper. I don't know if that's... Well, um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I don't know about his um, fact-checking there, but uh, except for the Elon Musk part, Richard says of the same story... <laughs> You go get stuck with a needle a hole. I think he's saying a hole. Oh, you you go get stuck with a needle a hole. First off, before you run your pie hole, I hate drug users. I'd like to suffocate all of them. There, no, I mean, there's no there's no periods here or anything. Yeah, there are no more than a parasite. But I'll be damned if I'm going to shut if I'm going to submit to a blood test. They all infringe on my personal rights by forcing me to take a piss test and then doing so. They are a whiz quiz. So they are accusing me of being a drug user. That's defamation of caricature. <laughs> it's supposed to be against the law, but they think they can do what they they want. So they actually live in a communistic country. Wow. Have you okay. ever, have you ever like gotten one of those caricatures at the uh, you know like at the fair where there's like the like an artist? I always wanted one. Me too, but I've never done. It. We should do one for what the Trump. Oh, we so should. Yeah, and we'll call it defamation it, of caricature, and we will put it on our <laughs> oh, wall over here. That is a great idea. We're gonna do that just for you, Richard. <laughs> defamation of caricature. Man, that was stream of consciousness. Yeah. That was wow. Well, I mean, you know, he did like, all that. It was like one sentence. That really was. There was no uh, punctuation or anything there. It was almost like an E. Cummings like poem or something. Uh, <laughs> a prose poem. Fred, Fred Bowers, he says, I'm fine with hair testing. I shave my head. However, since I'm 54 years old, I have plenty of hair on my back, in my ears, up my nose, <laughs> okay. and my eyebrows resemble an overgrown hedge. You want hair? You can have it all, says this non-drug user. Well, huh? on that note. <laughs> on that note, a little cowbell for our readers. They're always very passionate, right, Chad? Yes. Thanks you to our readers and our all of our audience. Yeah, and our listeners who are global too. I showed you that map, right, of our listeners. Were you blown away? There's totally blown away. Five countries. It was like Bolivia, Ecuador. We would love to hear from North Korea. You. Like if you, um, we, no matter who you are, if you you want to tweet at us, we'd love to hear from you. But especially, wait, wait, hold on. How how would they go about doing that? They would go at. Yeah, I was I was getting there. Oh, nice. uh, but at Chad Prevost on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. And, uh, you know, but like if you are in India, if you are in somewhere in Africa, Goa, right? Goa, India, Goa, India, Nigeria, the, we had all over the world. South Africa. We are here. Egypt. We are bringing it to you. Kalamazoo. So share the love. And we Timbuktu. would love to hear from you. Chattanooga. What would you like to hear uh, on what the truck? Maybe we will. We're, we're open to suggestions as well. 
We'd like to hear you tell them where they can find the show, which is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere. 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 But five countries that podcasts are heard around the world. And we will change it. We will do a live show Mongolia in Mongolia if that's what it takes to get a purple dot in that country because we don't have one yet. If you're a Mongolian or you know a Mongolian, please send them a link to FreightWaves.com slash podcast so they can bring What the Truck to the other side of the Great Wall of China and to those Mongols, Chad. That's right. We are beyond the wall. Beyond the wall. No paywall. And no borders. Yeah, we work for sponsorships. Can you pick up that harmonica, Chad? Whoa. Because I hear. I hear an ignition starting. You have been listening to What the Truck. States of America not paying those tariffs. And we'll be doing video. It's going to be great.